right. Good morning again. We're working through our uh, Advent series, which is titled A Childlike Christmas. We're seeking to approach Christmas and ultimately the coming of Jesus through a childlike lens. Two weeks ago, we talked about the wonder of a child at Christmas and how we should display or at least uh, feel that same kind of childlike wonder as we consider the truths of Christmas. Last week, we talked about the belief of a child at Christmas. Children uh, believe, and it is magical. And we talked about how we as followers of Jesus should believe with childlike faith. As you remember back on Christmas as a child, what do you remember? What emotions stand out to you most? What would you say was the emotion that you felt more than any other emotion as you were experiencing Christmas as a child? For me, honestly, I would say joy. And we're going to talk about that next Sunday. Rejoice like a child this Christmas, but an emotion that was close and at times equal to joy for me is what our focus is this morning. This morning we're going to talk about hope, about longing, hope like a child this Christmas. Consider your own experience or, or maybe the experience of your children or grandchildren, and the hope that is felt most intensely on the night of Christmas Eve as they attempt to settle themselves and sleep before the morning comes, longing for the dawn of the day when they will receive what they have not earned, but only hoped for. Boys and I started watching Christmas movies on December 1st. Our goal was to watch at least a part of or a short movie every day until Christmas. We're not even going to make that, but we're, we're, we're continuing in this. I have a handful of favorite Christmas movies. We all do. But one of our favorite Christmas movies is The Polar Express. And the feeling of longing is one of the reasons why we love that movie, why I love that movie. The children in the movie express differing emotions, but as we get closer and closer to the end of the movie, one that stands out is hope, longing. The girl especially cannot wait to arrive at the North Pole, and she encourages others along the way. And So we're going to focus on hope this morning, hope like a child this Christmas. Our text Today is Luke chapter 2, verses 22 through 38. So go ahead and turn there. Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 22. And while you're getting there, I want to make clear from the beginning that I'm speaking of the biblical picture of hope. Which is why I keep using the word longing with it. The biblical picture of hope is not, oh, I really, I just really, really hope this happens. I really, really hope that Jesus saves. No, we have hope in Christ of a kingdom that will never end. Not in some kind of uh, keep your fingers crossed way. We have hope because of Christ. It's similar to 
uh, Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So let's approach the text with that in mind today. Go ahead and stand and follow along as I read Luke chapter 2, beginning with verse 22. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. As it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, Now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people Israel. And his father and his mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed him and said to Mary his mother, Behold, This child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed, and a sword will pierce through your own soul also, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. And there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84 She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for Your Word. What a gift it is to us. It's grace that we can look even at a text like this and see the truths about Your coming to this earth. We praise you and ask that you would help us as we, as we look at your word, that you would open our hearts and give us faith to believe not just the words on this page, but who you are, Lord. We pray in Christ's name, amen. Go ahead and have a seat. I've mentioned to you before that I am a very nostalgic person. You probably caught on to that from my continued mentioning of things I love and remember about Christmas. I could go on for several minutes just about things this week. I thank the Lord for that. I thank the Lord that He has made me a nostalgic person, sincerely. But I also know that my nostalgia can certainly become a distraction. I feel a tension in that very often. If you're a very nostalgic person like I am, you probably know what I mean. Sometimes I I long for days that have passed, days that will never come around again. And and I don't mean that in a sense of, man, I just, I want to go back to the good old days. It's not that at all. Just more like I wish I could go there for a few moments 
I'll, I'll smell something and I will be in my third grade classroom. Or to hold my boys as babies and toddlers for just a few moments. Or to sit in the living room with my parents and brother and sister as a child on Christmas morning. But here's why it can be a distraction. Those are good desires. It's because I love my boys so much that I long for that. But as a follower of Jesus, my primary longing should be ahead, not in the past. In things to come. And so let's consider, what does hope and longing look like in children? Let's say anticipation, joy, readiness. And so then, what does hope and longing look like what should it look like in a follower of Jesus? And I would say the same. Anticipation, joy, and readiness. Remember the words to the Christmas hymn, Come Thou Long Expected Jesus. That, that one line in it, joy of every longing heart. I think it looks like that. And I think practically it looks like Simeon and Anna. That's what we're going to look at this morning to help us to hope like a child this Christmas. So let's look at the text together, verses 22 and 23. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought him up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord, as it is written in the law of the Lord, every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord. Now, just before this, in verse 21, we learn that after eight days, Jesus was circumcised. That was, in, that was in accordance with the law. And then we come to verses 22 and 23, and it, and it refers to their purification according to the law of Moses. Now, the time for purification or preparation was 40 days after Jesus' birth. It was eight days for circumcision plus 33 days for purification. We, we learn that from Leviticus chapter 12, verses 3 and 4. And on the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. Then, shall, then she shall continue for 33 days in the blood of her purifying. She shall not touch anything holy, nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purifying are completed. And so Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, they go up to Jerusalem to present Jesus, to offer him to the Lord. And a part of that, this presentation, included redemption, the payment of a ransom fee. So, so think about what's happening here. The Redeemer of all was himself redeemed. Now, not at all in the same sense that we need and are redeemed by Jesus. It's not because he needed to be redeemed or saved from his sins, but because his parents were obeying God's law. We know from Exodus chapter 12, all of the firstborn of Egypt were slain God passed over the firstborn of Israel whose homes were marked with the blood of the lamb. And from that point on, the firstborn was dedicated to the Lord. That's what's happening here. 
with Joseph and Mary and Jesus. They come to fulfill that law. It goes on, verse 24, and to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, we can learn something from this. We know from this verse that Joseph and Mary were poor. We talked about that a few weeks ago. But how do we know that from here? Leviticus chapter 12, verse 8, and if she cannot afford a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two pigeons, one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement for her and she shall be clean. So they offered these because they didn't have enough for a lamb. Verse 25, now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now, we don't know anything else about Simeon other than what we learn in these few verses. But how great is he just from what we know here? First, it says that he was righteous and devout. He was holy before God. Now, this is, this is credited righteousness. Romans 3.10 tells us, none is righteous, no, not one. Romans 3.23, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And then the wonderful news in Romans 4.3 concerning Abraham, but then that Paul clarifies is also applied to us, verse uh, 3 of chapter 4. 4, what does the Scripture say? Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. So we can, we can know from the truth of Scripture that Simeon believed. He was counted righteous, and it says he was devout, faithfully following God, devoted to the Lord. And he says he's waiting for the consolation of Israel. Now that word consolation means comfort. The hope that God would come to rescue and comfort His people. Simeon is longing his hope is in the fact that God would come just as he promised. Jesus is that consolation. Isaiah 40, verses 1 and 2. Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and cry to her that her, that her warfare is ended, that her iniquity is pardoned. Jesus comes as the fulfillment of that. This is what Simeon longed for. That description of Simeon bears weight. He is waiting, longing for Jesus to come. And it says the Holy Spirit was upon him. Look at verse 26. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. Now I want us to see how involved the Holy Spirit is in these verses. It tells us the Holy Spirit was upon Simeon. It says the Holy Spirit revealed to him that he would not die until he had seen the Messiah, the Christ. 
It says the Holy Spirit guided and led him to go into the temple complex at the same exact time that Jesus' parents brought Jesus into the temple complex. It says the Holy Spirit filled him to prophesy about Jesus. We so often underestimate our own need for and even the continual work of the Holy Spirit. But we're desperate for the Spirit. Moment by moment, we need the Spirit's guidance. We need the Spirit's wisdom. We need the Spirit's prayers for us. We need the Spirit to fill us. But I think, I think one of the things we learn from Simeon about hope, about longing as a follower of Jesus, longing like a child longs, hoping like a child hopes, is that it comes from the work of the Spirit within us. We are not going to truly long for Christ if we're not led by the Spirit. And so if you desire to be a person who hopes like a child this Christmas, you need the help of the Holy Spirit. You need to be dependent on the Spirit. That's certainly why Simeon is longing for Christ. Verses 27 and 28 goes on, and, and he came in the Spirit in the temple, and when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God. Simeon recognized the child and took him up in his arms and blessed God. This is such a phenomenal scene. It's such a wonderful scene in the, in the story of Christ coming. It's all by the working of the Holy Spirit. He says, he said, verses 29, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. Now, please, if you're familiar with the story, maybe you've heard me say these next words before, but if you're familiar with the story, set that aside and just Look through the lens of Joseph and Mary at just this verse alone. Think of Joseph and Mary's perspective. Some old man walks up and takes your baby and says, Praise God, now I can die in peace. That is wild. I mean, don't get messed up. It's not like Joseph and Mary have a relationship with Simeon and they're all aware of like, he's been waiting for, no, no, no. He just walks up, takes the baby and declares, now I can die in peace. It's no wonder that verse 33 tells us they marveled. I can depart in peace because the promised one has come. You've been faithful, Lord, letting your servant see the Christ. What a blessing for Simeon who has longed for his coming. Notice this, Simeon's fulfillment in life 
was found in seeing Christ. Was tied up in seeing the Messiah. It goes on, verses 30 and 31. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all peoples. Simeon could depart in peace because he said, my eyes have seen your salvation that you promised in the presence of all people. He had seen Jesus. Jesus is that salvation. Jesus is the fulfillment of our longings. It's beautiful. We should seek to live in this way, to long this way, like a child for our eyes to see Christ. Verse 32, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and for glory to your people, Israel. I love this. Jesus is the Jewish Messiah who comes to bring glory to Israel. But God's mercy goes beyond Israel, bringing salvation to all nations. Isaiah 49, verse 6, It is too light a thing that you should be my servant to raise up the tribes of Jacob and to bring back the preserved of Israel. I will make you as a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. And what's Isaiah saying there? If Jesus came and his only responsibility, his only role was to simply restore the glory of an oppressed and sinful Israel, that would be too light a thing. He is far greater than that. He will do that. And he will be a light shining brightly to all people so that all might know the glory of God. Verse 33 says, his father and his mother marveled at what was said about their child. Verses 34 and 35, and Simeon blessed him and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign that is opposed and a sword will pierce through your own soul also so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. Simeon blesses Joseph and Mary and speaks to Mary. Mary, your son is going to divide a people. The fall referring to judgment, rising referring to the salvation of those who believe. He will be a sign that is opposed. We know if we, if we know the story of Jesus and the gospel, we know that Jesus was not embraced by Israel. Jesus was killed. He was despised. He was rejected. And Simeon is saying, Mary, your, your child will be opposed. Not only that, not only will he be pierced, Mary, your own soul will be pierced too. You think ahead to John chapter 19, verse 25, where Mary is standing by the cross where Jesus, her son, is tortured and then dies. Her heart was pierced. 
think also of the joy. What joy that would follow as the longing of her heart is realized and she sees her Son and Savior raised from the dead. And lastly, Simeon says to them that the thoughts from many hearts will be revealed. Some will reject Jesus, some will receive Jesus, and it will be obvious whether people truly believe in God as they will receive Jesus or not. Continues verses 36 and following. Simeon was not the only person who recognized Jesus that day. Anna was at the temple too. And it says in verse 36 and following, there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel, of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of Him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. Anna is at the temple, and she is this amazing woman of God. She was a widow. She'd been married, it says, for only seven years before her husband died. And how did she spend the rest of her many years? Probably 60-ish years since she was probably married in her mid-teen years. It says she did not depart from the temple. Worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. Now, why was she doing that? Why is she living the rest of her days, many, many days and years, remaining in the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day? She did that because she was longing. She was longing for Jesus, the Messiah. And so as she comes up, she recognizes this child, this baby, 40 days old, by the way. This has to be a whirlwind for Joseph and Mary. She comes up, she recognizes Jesus, this infant child, and she begins to give thanks and to tell others about this baby. Her prayers are being answered. Her longings are being fulfilled. And she's overflowing with joy and thanksgiving. Jesus is truly the joy of every longing heart. And listen, we are benefactors of Anna's prayers. I would ask you, do you hope like a child this Christmas? Do you truly hope? Do you long to see Christ? Do you long to worship and celebrate the coming of Jesus? Are you longing to see Christ? Hebrews chapter 9 verse 28 says, So Christ, having been offered once 
to bear the sins of many, will appear a second time, not to deal with sin, but to save those who are eagerly waiting for him, those who are longing for him. 2 Timothy 4.8, Henceforth there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have loved his appearing. 1 Peter 1.13, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Why? Because we believe, like Anna and like Simeon, that he is coming. But we believe, as those who understand the cost that he paid for redemption as a free gift to us, We're going to move into a time where we take the Lord's Supper, and as we move into that time, let's think about Anna's fasting. By fasting, we show our longing for the coming of Jesus, the consummation of all things. And by eating the Lord's Supper, we remember that He has come. And died for our sins, which intensifies and brings hope and reality to his coming again, making us long even more for him. Jesus said to the disciples in the upper room, I tell you that from now on I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And so even as we partake and proclaim his death until he comes, there's anticipation there's longing for that return. And so as we prepare to take the bread and the cup, let's think about Christ, what he did so that we could be saved, and let's truly hope in his coming again. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your goodness and your grace. You're so kind to us, Lord. Kind to Show mercy and grace on us who are so easily distracted and away from longing and from hope. But we praise you for Jesus who has come and made things right in our hearts and who is coming to make things right in the world. We pray that you'd help us to believe and to hope to hope like a child. To be glorified through that. In Christ's name, amen.